kick that fucking intro, dog. Kick it up. What intro? Kick the fucking, oh, the fucking intro. intro, dog. So this is the Bar Brothers podcast. This is a weekly podcast where Mike and I we both do a little research and then we tell a story that hopefully the other person doesn't know. We'll see how it goes. I like it. So, are you going first this time? No. Dude, remember, mm-hmm. we start up going smooth, and then we face plant with my story. <laughs> well, honestly, it's good that we'll never forget who's who's going first. And, and, and people have said that we sound a lot alike, mm-hmm. but after listening to we our sound podcast, nothing alike. we sound nothing alike. Absolutely. I completely agree. But like that one time every I had day. That, that conversation with mom for like half an hour, and mm-hmm. then she was like, Mike, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and I was like, No, 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 mom, 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 this is Nick. And she goes, Oh, I had some stuff I needed to tell you. I was on the phone for 20 minutes and she had no idea. Well, you know, to her, she just knocked two conversations out. That's true. Beautifully. She's like, You know what? I don't even need to call Mike because mm-hmm. I already told him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was something about, I don't know, you got a letter from something about <laughs> something. Is that important? And then Mike Please went respond. to jail. Yeah. Big old red stamp on it. Yeah. Could be that import- importante. <laughs> it was in Spanish, so I don't think uh, I don't think she really knew how to read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So you're going to my story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire that shit up. All right. You ever heard of uh, Ken McElroy? Not to be confused with the McElroy brothers of okay. Mabim Bam. Of Mabim Bam. Mm-hmm. Of no, <laughs> we are not of relation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever heard of? I can't say that I have. No. He was known as. One of the biggest bullies in America. Give me give me a timeline. Uh, he was born in 1934, but this all happened... I mean, from when he was a child, he's a douchebag. But the, the bulk of it happened in the 70s. 70s okay. and early 80s. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining sideburns and mustaches. All right. Honestly, not, you're not wrong. Yes. You are, you're not wrong. Um, yes. So, right. you go. I'm going to tell you a little, little about him growing up. So he was uh, f- number 15 of 16 children. Good Lord, baby <laughs> Jesus. Born in 1934 to a to like a migrant tenant farming family. Let me guess the nationality here. Hmm. Okay. Were they Irish? Were they Irish? Uh, I mean, McElroy. Yeah, probably. Probably, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's so many kids. Parents' names were Tony and Mabel. That's not very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually, so he dropped out of school at age 15, 8th grade, and quickly established himself as a top-notch raccoon hunter. Oh, you're <laughs> on them coon hunts, man. <laughs> Goddamn. So that's where he brought in most of his money. The, other, the, the rest of his money came from uh, running around and stealing people's shit and well, selling them yeah, in other towns. That's, that's a pretty... Pretty good way to acquire some cash. Yeah, so so coon hunting during the day, and then stealing Just like doing a little thievering, mm-hmm, little thievering at night. Uh, so, how much money do you really think that there is in raccooning? Dude, Obviously, a know. fair amount. I think it's surprising. Is it like an eating kind of thing, or a a like fur a kind of thing? Yeah. Kind of thing. I uh, probably a little bit of both. Would you, little, would you rock some r- raccoon undies? 
They probably really undies. Yeah, just keep <laughs> <laughs> really musky under there. <laughs> Man, they're comfortable, but damn, my balls sweat. <laughs> Smell a little gamey. <laughs> oh, um, oh, that's good. But yeah, so he uh, he spent his childhood being being pretty much just a complete piece of shit. Uh, he was held back in school a bunch of times and didn't really come into his own as a douchebag uh, until 1957. He was born in 1934. Okay, he's 23. Yeah. Okay, so his his first huge douchebag move he would he caught the eye of a lady. Okay, and by a lady I mean a little girl, and by a little girl I mean a goddamn 12 year old girl. No, yeah. Oh yeah. What, what was that? So he's twenty three. She's twelve. But you know, when he's fifty, you know, she'll be <laughs> Yeah. Um so he would I mean he's don't get me wrong, bit of a romantic. Okay. He would uh f- follow her uh, school bus and pull the school bus over. Uh wh- like a like a citizen's arrest, like Oh yeah, yeah, pull it like over force, and then come force in force the bus over and like take her out of the car. And yeah. yeah, do whatever with her. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is, he is a romantic. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to take some notes. So a couple of years after this uh, courtship, <laughs> she gets pregnant at the age of 14. Oh, jeez. Uh, yep. Dro- yeah. Dropped out of school. Uh, she was in the ninth grade at the time. Oh, so a little, a little smarter than him. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, so this classy fella brings back this uh, pregnant 14 year old to live with his third wife, Alice. <laughs> Say what? Uh-huh. Third wife. Third yeah. So his child mistress <laughs> pregnant his, child mistress. You mean his his baby baby mama. Gangs. Hundred percent. So he brings her back and introduces her to Alice, his third wife. Third and current wife. Okay. Okay. So I don't know what he was doing right, but he not not a whole lot. Well, yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah, not, not a whole lot. Yeah, no, I'd say no, probably no, no. about nothing. But he gets uh, he gets Alice to get a divorce, which I mean, at this point, you you bring your child. Yeah, you bring a fourteen year old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hmm. but they get they get divorced, and That's he's like, he knows because they're gonna bring him up on statutory rape charges. Mm-hmm. All right, you know who you can't uh, testify against. You waff. You waff. You husband. You so waff. He uh decides to go and try to. Where the fuck are her parents? Well, see, here's the thing. So, <laughs> this guy, while he he's been he like literally the whole town knows, and from his whole entire childhood knows that he's this piece of shit, and he steals stuff, and yeah. they like they can prove it, and they have. But he's he is the guy that. Okay, you see him stealing something. You you call the cops. You get him arrested. He will sit outside of your house with his shotgun for hours and just sit in front of your house and watch you. And then come out of this car, fucking take a shot into the air when you come outside and then sit back in and then just keep staring at you. And so he would just... Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. 16 days after Trina, the little 14-year-old, gave birth, she and the ex-wife... Allison. Uh, Alice, yeah. Allison, yeah. Um, or soon to be ex-wife, because at this point they were still figuring that out. Okay, a um, lot, lot to lot to ponder in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and I'm assuming Alice is older. Grabs her, and they go to uh, Trina's mother's house and mm-hmm. stepfather's house. And McElroy apparently had another skill next to his coonan. 
he could find anybody anywhere. Oh, he's a fucking tracker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Comes from all that cooning. (laughs) (laughs) But he tracks them and uh, brought them back to his place and then returned to the parents' house, shot the family dog, and burned down the house. Well, how else do you resolve that whole situation? That's true. That's how you get people on your side. Because then you're like, oh, do you need a place to live? Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry to hear what happened to you. Oh. Wow. I mean, you could live with me and my soon-to-be child bride if you are okay with that because they needed... Yeah. Yeah. So they needed the parents okay. And so, yeah, apparently that's all you need to do is shoot someone's dog and burn down the house and they will let you marry their uh, 14-year-old daughter. Man, I... I, Damn it. I should have heard this. Life tips, people. Life tips. Dude, I know. I should have heard this earlier. (laughs) I I probably wouldn't have been engaged to my wife for like eight years. (laughs) (laughs) So he brings it back everybody to his compound. He yeah. has like this farm compound. Oh, you know, okay. Come on, dog. Yeah, you've got to have a compound. Okay, and I was a little, I'm going to fast forward. I mean, during this time, at this point, that's his third wife. Yeah. I don't know if it's at this time or the time of his death, but he ends up having 10 children. Jesus Christ. So he's like, he, he's got a compound. He's He's got this I, whole <laughs> empire. He's yeah. redneck ass empire he's building for himself. I, I just imagine like the, uh, what is that? The scrap lot from uh, <laughs> Stand By Me. Yeah. 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 yeah well, he's got a bunch of cars and just yeah. a bunch of shit everywhere because he's... You know what you got? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he is arrested, booked, and arraigned for arson, assault, and statutory rape charges. Ooh, that's the trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Trina and... Trina, the child bride, not yet bride, uh, and the baby were placed into foster care, and he sat outside the foster home for hours at a time staring... And he would every now and again reach out and say that he would trade girl for girl to get his child back since he knew where the foster family's biological daughter went to school. So he was like, I'll fucking kidnap your daughter. You give me my child bride and my baby or else your daughter's gone. I, <laughs> I Shortly after that, more, more, more charges were filed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they were. I, <laughs> for a second, I had absolutely no words. <laughs> yeah. No words that <laughs> just... Well, like I say, scumbaggery. The, the man can court a lady. He sure can. Come on. Take um, notes, gentlemen. Take notes. In a completely unrelated uh, event, a little while, uh, either after or during this happening, there's another farmer in this town that they lived in called Skidmore named Romaine Henry. And according to uh, Mr. Romaine, Kevin comes up and is challenging him because he, he was saying that he was shooting guns on his property and wanted him to stop. Mm-hmm. So uh, he pulls his gun on him and shoots him twice in the stomach with a shotgun. Goo. Mm-hmm. Twice. Radley. Right in that area. General in the, stomach in the tummy area. Tummy. Mm-hmm. I'd say, Mike, uh, that's probably the worst place to get shot. Like by obviously a shotgun? By a shotgun. Yeah. Especially, oh, actually, especially what? What, 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 well, besides like the junk. Or the there's more content. Oh yeah, that would be, yeah, that'd be bad. That would be bad. There's there's another shotgun story. This isn't his first shotgun appearance. Man, he likes himself some shotguns. Yeah, he does. But I'm just saying, especially what we're, we're, what what years are we at right now? We're like seventy six. Seventy six. Uh, abdominal surgery in 1976, removing shotgun pellets. Oh yeah. Now where I want to be in life. Wash your fingers. <laughs> dig down in there real yeah, deep. Let's, uh, hold on. Grab the iodine. Let's get this. Actually no, because we're we're middle what butt fuck nowhere. 
Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. you know you know that happens so in such a sterile environment. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. And so funny thing, God doesn't die. What? And the guy does not die. All right. So McElroy was was arrested mm-hmm. for this, gets put on trial for um assault with intent with intent to kill. Okay. Okay. Attempted murder, right? Yeah. Kinda. Kinda. And he decides that he finds out who all the jurors are. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and goes and puts rattlesnakes in their mailboxes. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, oh, the old rattlesnake in the mailbox <laughs> trick. That son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, wow. The funny thing about it is uh, he was acquitted. No. Yep. <laughs> no. He was acquitted. Word on the street is he got two of his Coonan buddies to tell him that they were with him at the time. And that plus rattlesnakes in the mailbox equals yeah. happy days. I hear that Coonan brothers is a is a relationship that goes deep. Hey man. You know? When you when you Coonan, out in the middle of nowhere, just me and my three Coonan brothers. <laughs> we act like we become a pack of raccoons almost. Gotta just got this urge to just live life, eat garbage, and give people rabies. And that's that's just me, man. That's just cooning. You know? That's what I was, that's just cooning. That's just that's just cooning. That's what happens, man. I ain't mad at you. That's all right. All right. All right. So we're going to move on. Okay? Because that ain't the first time. <laughs> and, uh, is it going to be the last? <laughs> I'm coming to that part. <laughs> all right. So in 1980... Oh, one yeah. of uh, 80s. One of yeah, one of his ten children goes in and gets in a argument with the very crusty seventy year old woman that owns the uh, owns with her husband this local general store. There was a uh, some some conflicting information on if she paid for a couple jawbreakers. The, the small child, so okay. small child, gets accused of stealing these things. Goes out, tells her bigger sister. Bigger sister comes in, and goes, "What the fuck." And she's like, no, it didn't, I didn't accuse her of anything. Just, we just had a little you know, issue there, and we got it all sorted out. So she apparently doesn't believe her. Goes home, tells her crazy-ass fucking dad, which was probably a bad idea. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that would be an assumption. That would be a horrific idea. Yeah. Um, Hilarity does not ensue. No. So he comes in, they exchange words, and goes, you know what? I'm never shopping this place again. And if I was a store owner, I'd be like, fucking great. We don't need you or your goddamn piece of shit family in here no more. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. At this point, we're in the 80s, right? Uh-huh. Still mustache. Oh, yeah. Still sideburns. Mm-hmm. Thicker Mul- glasses. Thicker glasses. Mullet? Mm, I think a mullet. Yeah. I'll go with that. Cut off jean shirt. But where does the coon skin go? <laughs> Do you think of like a, and a coon skin handkerchief? <laughs> out the back pocket. Right out the back pocket. So he goes in and they have this whole whole conversation. He goes, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't shop here anymore. I don't, you know, fuck you guys. And she goes, okay. And they then they continue. They they go and they live each other's uh, happy lives. Okay. Until he decides that he wants some cigarettes one day and goes in. She's like, oh well, I thought you weren't going to shop here anymore. And that just fucking set him off. And so he goes and starts stalking that family. There's like two seven year old people who own this general store. He uh, ends up. Going and finding the old man, Bo, around back mm-hmm. and starts threatening them. Grabs his fucking trusty old shotgun <laughs> and goes to scare him by, like, point. And this is like, it's the weirdest story. Goes to scare him by putting the shotgun by his neck 
and pulling the trigger, but in the last second, Bo flinches and pulls into the shot, and he fucking blows out a chunk of his neck. Of the old man's neck. The old man's neck. Yeah. Oh okay. It's fine. Guy's is it, fine. Is it fine? No, take, it's take not the fine. Taking a shotgun blast to the throat, <laughs> it's usually not the best uh, way to continue your life. As a 70-year-old man? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, but he survived, and Macro. Oh, of course, of course he did. That's what, what I'm saying, dude. Hold on, hold on. What the? F- what is this guy loading in his shotgun? Flower. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good twist? <laughs> <laughs> and this whole time, all he was doing, trying to do, was help people bake bread. <laughs> no, he was a real piece of shit. So he finally gets put on trial. Um. Oh, finally. Yeah, finally gets put on trial. But during this whole time in his growing up, they literally, the sh- the sh- town sheriff was mm-hmm. like, this guy's a fucking maniac. Because he pulls a gun on literally everybody. He pulled on gun on law enforcement. He pulled guns all oh the time God. if he was in trouble. Yeah, he was indicted 21 times and let off every single time. What the fuck? For ver- for dude, that's that small town bullshit. Fucking A, dude. Rattlesnakes and shotgun shells. And that is how this guy lived his life. Okay, <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Like being the, the police officer that gets called out to the uh, the scene where this guy just shot somebody in the fucking throat. And he's just like, oh, God damn it. I'm not taking him to jail. I don't want, I don't want any rattlesnakes <laughs> in my goddamn mailbox. You take it. Larry, you take him to jail. I'm not doing it again this time. I already got bit once. That's exactly what happens. Oh my house, my house filled with all, the, all these raccoons. God damn it! God damn raccoons, and fucking rattlesnakes everywhere. Larry, it's your turn. You're getting beat again. Oh, <laughs> that was my little rant. That was good. Okay, because that's pretty much what happened. The, sh- yeah. the whole sheriff's like they hired a fucking marshal just to to be in this town okay. to tamp down his bullshit, and I'm I'm sure he stalked him too. Oh no! So <laughs> with him, his it was like his first week of duty. He ends up in some sort of fucking scuffle with this guy with with McElroy, mm-hmm. and he pulls a shotgun on him, and he fucking calls for backup for the sheriffs, and they're like, "No, just try to de-escalate the situation, uh, and just try to make it all good." <laughs> Hold on, just get shot. He hasn't killed anybody. <laughs> That's <yet>. true. <laughs> We're pretty sure those are just blanks in that shotgun. It's all good. So it only stings for a little bit. The whole town, everybody fucking hates oh my him. God. Nothing sticks to this guy. His yeah. lawyer had a thing that said he was like his lawyer was like he's my favorite client ever. He said he's very punctual. He pays in cash. Well, it's because he fucking steals it. He never he never does any. He he never did it, <laughs> and he always comes back. <laughs> that is a return client. I was right like, there. I thought that was pretty good. But it's one of those things. This is the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about. Yeah, well this is this is yeah, 7 his whole entire yeah. career is like literally from the 50s. Yeah. But like this is the kind of shit that you you hear from like this the 17 like the late 1700s like early 1800s. Oh yeah, just like people. wild west shit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of stuff you hear then. No. But n- like not in yeah, small town fucking Indiana. 40 years ago? Mhm. Oh, I'm sorry, not Indiana. Missouri. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no, never mind. Now, I, now I it take, makes sense. I take that all entire statement back. Aligned. Yes. Indeed. I take that all back. Okay. So he's put on trial. Mm-hmm. And so this trial, 
pretty good amount of evidence. Bo is like, you motherfucker, you shot me in the neck, and I am going to testify against you. I don't care how many rattlesnakes you put in my mailbox. Uh, and he continues to stalk the family. And Dude, why, why is he out? Like, shouldn't he be in... Oh yeah, in jail? No, no, that's that's like his thing. Apparently, they just fucking arrest him and then they boot him out to like be like, okay, cool. Yeah, which one? That guy? Cool. Yeah, go after him. And that's how he kept on happening. Well, okay, so this guy, this guy free, is mm-hmm. a creep. Mm-hmm. Dude, imagine being locked up in a cell with him. Dude, just him staring. Mm-hmm. Be like, I just imagine him like lifting up a shirt, rubbing his nipple. I can't find no rattlesnakes in here. Except for two. <laughs> too, too bad. I could be cooning. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay. So he's yeah. out. Okay. So he's out, but mm-hmm. he's on trial. And uh the prosecutor heard about the trial and mm-hmm. quit and retired. Were I, like, I no thought you were about way. to say he was he died of raccoon bites. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a shame, wouldn't it? But yeah, no, he uh, got fucking super scared and was like, you know what? I'm old. I don't need this shit. Retired. All right. So they found they could not find anybody to take his place. They ended up finding a guy that was one year out of law school to become the prosecutor for the county. That is phenomenal. Cool. You know, and this guy was like, "Mm -mm, ain't happening. So him and Bo were like this unstoppable force and actually ended up after like fucking 30 years of terror, ended up convicting him for, I'm assuming, attempted murder. Yeah. And it's funny because Wikipedia doesn't go into this. He gets let out on $60,000 bond. So now it's like you got this guy and he's got a prison term coming up. Yeah. And he's already just this fucking hard charging son of a bitch and just does not mind shooting people with shotguns. And now it's like, okay, cool. All these people that have wronged me. Fuck y'all. So he goes, he's, he's on this, uh, no, kind of kick trying to trying to harass people, and he ends up going. Uh, huh. I would call that a rampage. Oh yeah, is it a rampage? That's not gonna be the name of this episode, man. No, Mm-mm. not a rampage. Uh, no, okay. It honestly better than a rampage. No, yeah. What? I would say this ends better than rampaging, bro. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So he ends up just continuing to fuck with people mm-hmm. while he's out on bond, and he goes into this bar with his with his shotgun at the ready. And three dudes who are sitting in the bar are like, this motherfucker, every fucking time. And they're like, you know what? You can't have a shotgun. You're out on fucking bond. And they call, they get him, and they're going to take away his bond, mm-hmm. throw him back in jail. Yeah. So the whole town's like, fuck yeah. Except now there's three witnesses that are the only ones that can put his ass back in jail because they're the only ones that are willing to testify that he had a shotgun in this bar. Yeah. So literally the whole entire, like, 40 people go and they all congregate with these three guys to like make a barricade mm-hmm. to for their drive to the courthouse so they can testify and fucking McElroy pulls up in his truck to to like uh, to the bar and they're a little bit down the street from the bar and then court gets canceled so you have like fucking charged ass people mm-hmm. and how, how close is the bar to the courthouse. To the courthouse. It's Next le- door? like less than two miles. No, okay. it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 okay. it's, it's a way, it's a way. Right. But no, they're at like a, like the Legion Hall or something. It's like okay. where all these people are congregating. Okay. So McElroy fucking pulls up and he's talking a, b- a bunch of shit. He goes into his truck, fucking lights a cigarette and poof, poof, fucking gets his head blown off inside of his car. What the fuck? Yeah. 
gets hit like twice with two different rifles. Yeah. And there was a fucking crowd of 60 people and no one saw what happened. Of course not. That's the fucking ending if I've ever heard one. Right? So yeah, no, <laughs> at, to this day, no charges, <laughs> no little to no investigation. He just, uh, he died. He died. He died. I say he damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. What the fuck? Fucking kind of crazy, right? That was phenomenal. Yeah. That is. Wow. I. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, no, that, it, is, that is outrageous. Yeah, I, and I'm. I mean, it's it, you hear that and you're like, no fucking way, that can't happen. Like yeah. none of this dude just outlaw walking the streets, pointing shotguns at people, and getting off. Yeah, twenty one times, but no, dude, nineteen like for literally from the fifties to late seventies. He that he died in in uh, nineteen eighty one. That's when this happened. No shit. So a fucking town of people killed somebody in 1981, <laughs> and everybody knows who did it. It was one was it was an M1 carbine and a 22. He was shot with two different guns. That's good. You yeah. know what they should have done? Is shot him with a shotgun, a couple times. Yep. Payback, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. With something other than flour. Yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> Maybe some number four buck. Number four buck. That'll do. That'll do. That'll do. All right. So what's yours? Oh man! You ready? I don't even. I didn't want to read mine. That was goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> your story. I, and I'm, I'm I glossed over like a lot of shit. The dude I, was just yeah. No, it sounds like there was probably yeah. like entirely too much. All right, I'm gonna start mine off with the way I usually start mine off. Uh huh. Have you ever heard of a propaganda do? Propaganda do like D A U X. D U E. The. Mm. What about P two? P two, like player two, player two. No, it's it's pretty much it's the short for propaganda do. Okay, you're familiar with uh, Masons, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about Italian Masons? I mean, there's they're the best ones in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I hear. All right, so well, propaganda was a lodge, a a Freemason lodge mm-hmm. in Italy. Uh, it was started in, in the like late 1800s, and it was for more or less the uh, the more wealthy, the politicians, people in the government uh, that weren't able to make it all the way to their lodge. So it's kind of like, like, hey, you know, I got to do this thing, so I'm able to make it to the meeting. Mm. How about we all just get together right now and do it? Okay, that's kind of how this lodge kind of formed, and that's how it be kind of uh, how it just kind of continued uh, until World War II when masonry altogether was banned being a mason being a mason was banned in italy really yep benito mussolini yeah wasn't the most understanding man no not not in the least bit but yeah one of his things was that he just straight out was like nope mm-hmm. fuck that all, makes sense though fuck all y'all bitches that makes sense no they don't want mason. like a secret network of powerful people yeah but. yeah and then, yeah keep keep control and stuff like that yeah um but so after world war ii you could do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everybody, you know, the, the Masons kind of popped back up. And then that's kind of when they renamed this because it was originally called Propaganda. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, they kind of like did a whole restructuring and they wanted to know how many lodges they had. And, and so this this became Propaganda Do. Okay. This number. No, uh, this lodge. This lodge kind of like fizzled away. The, really, the meetings became, you know, more and more infrequent. 
And then until a man named Lucio Jelly. Gelly? Lucio Jelly. Yeah. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it does, does sound <laughs> quite delicious. Um, call, him, call him Uzi for short. I'm going to call him uh, Lucio because I think that's how you say that. Lucio. Okay. Uh, so Lucio kind of stepped into the picture, kind of took the name of this lodge that had just kind of fizzled away. And, and then we're, the, right now we're in the, in like the 1960s. Okay. All right. So, and then around the, the end of the 1960s, uh, Masons in Italy were very, very, they had kind of changed, like reformatted their principles and kind of put everything behind anti-communism. Okay. You know, cause communism is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Of course we all know. Um, so yeah, that's what they kind of made themselves out to be just anti-communist, mm-hmm. really what they kind of build up. So when they kind of restructured this way, uh, Lysio became the man who was in charge of restructuring the lodges. Like all of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, at, least, at least in like the most of Italy, because mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of broken up into sections. Lysio... I honestly, I could do an entire story about this guy. He's, he's, it's it's pretty good. Like he was a financial liaison between Italy and the Nazis. Like mm-hmm. no, very very interesting guy. Mm-hmm. So the Grand Master of the largest Italian lodge chose Lisio uh, to reorganize pretty much their lodge and everybody else's in that area uh, in Italy. And so while he was doing that, he create or he he formed a list or came upon a list that they uh, called a list of sleeper members. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what sleeper members were, were people that were Masons, but couldn't actively participate uh, in any Mason rituals or anything like that because they were part of the government or a politician. Okay. Uh, and at the, I guess at the time there was this, uh, this political party called the Christian Democrats uh, that were really, really influential but they wanted Masons to have nothing to do with politics. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you were a Mason, they would go after you. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, pretty much the, the sleeper members are kind of like closet Masons. Yeah. But these are all the people with the power. So, he, had, he created this, or he had this list of all these very, very well-connected people who were Masons. So was he a good guy or a bad guy? little bit of bad guy okay oh way oh yeah <laughs> all right um again I, I do believe i think this might be the third or fourth no nah, second or third when we talk about sleepers yeah 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 we, we keep third. bringing back in the sleepers third. <clears throat> yeah so these were kind of like yeah undercover masons um usually with some type of influence and so what he really built just this huge network of very very powerful people mm. that nobody knew that were they, they were connected. Okay, and so like and that's kind of where and it, like again I could do an entire story on this propaganda do like they they became this shadowy power mm-hmm. that had a lot of influence like everything that happened like in Italy at the time had them involved in some in some way shape or form and yeah they they talk about a lot of like about clandestine operations and stuff that this these guys were running because they just they controlled everything and oh, nobody yeah. knew about it. so yeah this is like some straight up mission impossible like when you talk about 
like the uh, cabals and sh- yeah. shadowy mm-hmm. non governmental like agencies. Yeah. Like those are all fictional. Mm-hmm. Like this is for real skis. And so this actually happened. So we're, and like again, I can go on for quite some time about like the, the amount, that, and like these people end up getting indicted and, mm-hmm. and all this kinds of craziness. The prime minister of Italy at the time. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it I'll, doesn't I'll, surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all, but. But that's that's as hot. Uh, yeah. that's, it went that hot. Mm-hmm. So crazy, crazy connections. And so you say, well, where, where, where are you going with this? Mm-hmm. I was asking. I was going. I'm gonna tell you, because huh? the U.S. is about to get involved. Ooh, yeah. That's my favorite team. That's, <laughs> that's my favorite team too. We could be on the favorite <laughs> team together. All right. So, what year ni- are we talking? 1980. Oh, boom. Specific. 1980. Mm-hmm. Do you know what was going on in 1980? I don't know. I wasn't born. Neither was I. Presidential election. Mm. Yeah. You you kind of see where I'm going mm-hmm. with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Jimmy Carter mm. was the current president running for re-election. Yeah. Running against Ronald Reagan and then Anderson, who was <laughs> all the way on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about Not him. a peanut farmer. Not a uh, Hollywood actor. Yes. Yeah. Right. Those are the only two people I vote for. Absolutely. It's really limited any of my choices. Yeah, I haven't recently. I haven't voted since 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Okay. So, yeah, you have the the Democrat Jimmy Carter, Republican Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh and in February of 1980, Carter was polling at 62%. Hmm. Reagan was at 33. Ooh. Yeah. Talk about getting smoked. But see, and I'm going <coughs> to interject here. Yeah. Knowing what I do, my vast knowledge of uh, presidents, something changed. You know what? What changed? You're right. Am I? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's about to get flipped over. So, yeah, just absolutely crushing it. Like, you, you look at 62% versus 33%, mm-hmm. you know, that there's no chance. Does, does Iran have anything to do with this story? Who? Iran? No. Okay. No. Okay. Close though. Okay. Nah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Mm-hmm. This is my second question. Uh-huh. This is the second phase of this. Go for it. Have you ever heard of Billy Gate? Billy Gate. Billy Gate. No. Billy. Did Ga- you know? Uh huh. That Jimmy Carter had a brother. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I assumed he probably may have. Yeah, Jimmy Carter's brother. Billy Gate. No. Billy Carter. <laughs> 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 Should have got that one right, but the Watergate, Billy Gates. Oh, Billy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one word. Okay. Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a little bit about Billy. Mm-hmm. He was the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Because er- yeah, everybody else, everybody else in the Carter family. Yeah. Solid. It's like Bill Clinton's half brother. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, he's got that half tart <laughs> <laughs> person floating around his family. So yeah. Yeah, totally just the fuck up of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had a, an issue with the, uh, the old booze. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was even a circumstance where he urinated in public mm-hmm. in front of reporters and diplomats. <laughs> that's when you cla- got to class- go, you got to go. That's true. That is a classy, classy man right there. It makes um, you feel better. I don't remember <laughs> doing that. <laughs> There was another. There was a just a, an outstanding comment from him, 
because uh, yeah, like he he was just he was Jimmy Carter's worst nightmare, just because he was always just doing something super stupid, and just had all kinds of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one where he like he went to least and he was like blah blah blah. It's not about the Arabs. He's like, there's some more to worry about than like the Jews or something like that. Like, it was just, just so just ridiculous. And then he uh, he came out and publicly apologized about being racist against the Jews. That's good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So getting uh, so just a gigantic. Oh yeah, and he had troubles with the IRS. Mm-hmm. So Mike, what happens when you have troubles with the IRS? I hear they want they like their money back. They do. In spades. They do. Uh-huh. But you know what you do when you get in trouble with the IRS? Fucking call your brother who's president? No. You get desperate. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, you do. Okay. Uh, so desperate, uh-huh. in fact, um, that you make deals with the Libyans. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking back to the future? <laughs> oh, they're going to come back when they realize it's all been ball parts. <laughs> Okay. Honestly, it wouldn't have been my first choice. Yeah. <laughs> but not my either. I guess when you're desperate. Okay. So, did Canada not need anything better? No. No, no, you got to go straight to Libya for <laughs> that uh, for that money. <laughs> so, pretty much he set up a deal mm-hmm. with the Libyan government. This whole like they were they wanted him to they were going to pay him in oil. And then front him two hundred and twenty thousand dollars until he started seeing income from this oil. Okay. So everything I like, there was a ton, a I mean, ton. Doesn't of, sound like a bad deal. Doesn't sound like a bad deal at all because it was like they were they were he was supposed to be guaranteed like hundred million dollars in money from oil a year. Okay. Like something stupid like that. The worst part, I guess, really when it comes down to it, and I, and there was a ton, a ton of different stories that kind of gave different. Ideas, because there was, you know, the public perception, and then there was what he was saying, and then what the investigators were saying, and all that kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, more or less, Billy registered as an agent with the Libyan government, mm-hmm. and received $220,000 loan mm-hmm. to facilitate oil sales. Okay. Is really what, the, the majority of what but I... But he was registered as a, a foreign actor or agent? Yes. I'm happy you caught that. Uh-huh. That's the big thing that stands out for me. Uh-huh. Okay. But that's what you do. That's what you do. If you have a legitimate business, that's what you do. It's when you don't do that that there becomes problems. Like why Paul Manafort is being <laughs> indicted <laughs> because he he was it's a, it's what he was doing but was not registered or that um what's her name? The Russian spy that we got in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh Butina, Maria uh, Butina. I'm, I'm terrible at names. So yeah, she was uh, that's what she got brought up on was Basically, you're a spy. It's like you're a spy, but you don't register as a spy. Yeah. Because when you're a spy, like every, it's like, hey, yeah. that's the spy. That's if the you spy. don't register, yeah. then you're the bat. You're like a bad spy. Bad spy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah. So I guess the the biggest issue with this whole kind of thing mm-hmm. is the fact that it was with Libya. Mm-hmm. And Libya in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Good friends. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Not no. not not good oh. in the least bit. Okay. No. No. They things were really kind of taking a shit. It's a fifty fifty shot. In that whole area. Yeah. So yeah, I guess a lot of people were really pissed. Mm-hmm. And the the negative publicity mm-hmm. for old Jimmy yeah. wasn't the best. 
except mm. the fact that he was still out polling Ronald Reagan. No shit. Okay. Yep. And uh, like, yeah, even up until to really super close to the election, even just a couple weeks out, Jimmy Carter was winning. Mm-hmm. Back to P2. Okay. Okay. I was wondering when they were going to kick yeah. back into this. So they come back in, uh-huh. and they want Reagan to win. Okay. That's that's their man. That's who they feel is going to best suit their needs is Ronald Reagan being mm-hmm. the president. So what do they do? They contact their people that they have uh, in the media, mm-hmm. and they start two weeks before the election. Mm-hmm. They start coming out with stories that Billy accepted $50,000 from Libya. Like, okay, $50,000. From Libya for the whole oil deal, mm-hmm. uh, but really the kicker was the fact that he met with the leader of the PLO. Okay, and for people listening, Palestine oh. organization. Oh, and mm. I and I don't know if if you're up to date mm-hmm. uh, with the PLO. Not at this point, no. Uh. Then and now, the U.S. considers them a terrorist group. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And did he... Did, wait, so did this meeting actually happen? Okay. okay all right, all right. I'll let you finish. So, they... Two weeks before the election, they come out with a story. Mm-hmm. The, the PLO, they're, they're a pro-Palestine, but let's fuck as much shit up as we can. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take this back by force kind of thing. So they're very, very assertive mm-hmm. with their beliefs. And so, yeah. So, to, yeah, to this day, we still consider them a terrorist group. And for old Jimmy, that's not too good. Mm-mm. No. no. Especially with mm. them, uh, them, them Jew comments. Yeah. 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 Well, no, he came out and publicly apologized for those, <laughs> which makes everything better. Yeah. I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. So... Yeah, and the the story, 100% fiction. Okay. 100% fiction. Never happened. Um, they even, like a couple years later, they set a Senate investigation, found the whole thing just to be bullshit, just a complete fabrication. But as we all know, a little too late for old, uh, for old Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he lost. So are you saying that a foreign government acted... To 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 fool and to sway our presidential election? Maybe. Is that what you're saying? Ma- maybe, maybe. Cause I've heard that kind of sorta. That's that's never happened. It's I mean, never happened. Or it's happened once. It's happened once. That's interesting. Yeah, and and that's one of those things. Like there, like a lot of these dudes, um, the P two guys have been investigated, have mm-hmm. been sent to jail, have been fired from their positions in government if they've found out that they're linked to this organization. I want to show you my diagram. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. that's Billy Carter. Just <laughs> He's dead now, but we can make fun of him. He is a goofy son of a bitch. And all you yeah. people out there in Radio Land, take a look at Billy Carter. Just a... He looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, this is... This is him wearing a a Billy Beer shirt. Oh God! With a Billy Beer in his hand. With a Billy Beer that is on the cover of Newsweek, mind you. Hilariously oafish is the way that yeah. this article describes him. Okay, that's that. that's pretty good, right? Pretty yeah. Good. Okay, so look 
I want you to look at this chart. And you can kind of, because you can see exactly when the article published. Like, literally, you can see it. Uh-huh. It is, it's insane. As he's pulling numbers? Pulling numbers. It dropped two weeks before the election. Damn. Do you oh, see so, okay, so they were getting like, they're kind of neck and neck a little bit. Well, yeah, because you, you kind of see it come down. And I think that's where probably where um, a lot of like the public fallout yeah. from the whole Libya Billy Gate thing. So that's where, damn. yeah, things kind of. But do you see that that spike right at the end? Yeah. That is the, f- well, I think it says it. So on him this. going from 39% to 49%. Yeah. Or 47%. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. So that is the, so you can say that they had some type of <laughs> influence. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Uh, it is the sharpest, fastest movement uh, in the entire graph. Yeah. That, that spike right there at the end. Holy shit. Yeah, no idea, right? I Yeah, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was... Uh, yeah, because I, I was sitting there trying to like figure another kind of cool shadowy figure. Yeah, kinda, that's some... Well, know? considering that I still have never heard of P2... Dude, I, I, if you want, I can do another one about the P two. I might, I might repeat some of the. Have stuff. they done other things with U.S. interests, or um, is it all? Nothing that I read was really all U.S. It's mm-hmm. all, it's all pretty much Italian based. But again, you know, the Italians they participate in a lot of things, yeah. in like the UN and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of it has. I think they've done a lot of like UN influence kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, not only in Italy, but they've they've had their hand in kind of everything around the world. Dude, could you imagine that phone call? Like your your current president Carter. Yeah. What the fuck, Billy? You could give him a call, like, hey man. Yeah. Like, got anything for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked me. <laughs> you fucked me. <laughs> man, that'd be uh, so fucked up. That's one. Of, like, I, I'm curious of if anybody who, like, lived during that time, mm. you know, who, like, participated in that election, if any, like, anything ever, like, this kind of came out. Because I'm sure if this did, man, there'd be a lot of shit. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know the history of, of, of this being found out, th- this whole, you know, yeah. well, intervention the, the on thing, their part. The thing says that nothing that I read connected, really connected the, the P2 yeah. to, to the election. Like, it, even, like, I looked up... Uh, like I did research on Billy Carter and nothing e- about him said anything about mm. him being the folly of this, this shadow organizations, you know, plan mm-hmm. for Reagan to win the election. So like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's a very widely known fact, but, but, that, but it's even one of those things, how much a story, just one story can sway people's viewpoints. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's not even like, cause that's one of those things. Yeah. That's his brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody who I'm sure paid attention at the time saw, wow, this guy is a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really, it sounds if, like what, what does he have anything to do with, about, if, uh, with his country? brother? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, and that's one of those things, just a, a story like that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Jimmy Carter, or Jimmy Carter's ability to be president. Yeah. But, but, it, but it, people's perceptions. Yeah. And, yeah. And people. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, if he's doing that. When it's one of those things, the dude had already been in the White House for three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? God damn. Yeah. That's, 
fucking awesome. All right, so I'm going to ask a stupid question. Uh-huh. When was the Iran hostage crisis? Uh, mid-70s? Because wasn't that... Wasn't what do you mean, the one that the Ben Affleck movie was uh, based on? Argo. Argo? See. Si. Because um, I was under the impression that that was what led to his demise. Who, Carter's? Carter's. I'm sure that it was a, a number of things. 1979. Wonder what? Well, yeah, I'm sure that that probably also paid a play. Wait, was that November? Like the fucking election November? November 4th. What if that was at the, if that was during the elections? No, 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 no. The elections weren't until 1980. Oh, okay. So it was the year before. Year before. Oh, okay. So I'm sure. So he's he, still because that's dude. I always I was always under the impression that that everybody had a bad feeling there with Jimmy Carter because of they the they ran yeah hostage because he let it drag on for so long and mm-hmm. isn't that well but no but not according to those fucking polling numbers no yeah no he's kicking ass that's crazy yeah huh huh that's right. But but it's you know it's also one of those things that you know that's that in conjunction with his brother being a scumbag yeah it's true like they could have made well that could have been part of it the link was like oh these guys obviously favor yeah. these you know these these terrorists yeah you know crazy mm-hmm. all right man was that it yep that'll do it cool. Well, uh, as usual, thanks for uh, making it through an episode. And if you could, rate, review, and subscribe. And again, just wanted to thank the Junkyard Storytellers for letting us use their song for our intro. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.